<laughs> Rocky, yes, that's yes. what we were saying. Yes, the uh, the trade period. So it's a good insight for people that don't know what happens uh, behind the scenes, I suppose, and, and the process of that. And he, he gave us some good insight into the Brody Grundy deal and how that took place. And Brody didn't want to leave, and it was broken on this show, believe it or not, that yeah. uh, he was on the move last year. But uh, how long ago it, was that, Rock? That was, oh, oh, oh. Not quite nine months, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. It was, it was early on in the year, not maybe really around early. five or six. But um, just some insight there. So that was a, a good chat. So well worth uh, downloading the the listener app and having a listen to that chat for sure. And I think sometimes when you're uh, just an everyday sports fan, you think this happens in football so or, like all the time. But as we know, it happens in cricket as well, especially with the the new BBL and the new franchises coming in. Ferg. Yeah, there's a lot more player movement these days um, around franchise cricket around the world. <coughs> And um, certainly, it, it, it isn't um, it isn't all you know beer and skittles, is mm. it? Sport, we know that you know it's a great lifestyle, but uh, and you get to do what you're passionate about. But there's some moments that are challenging, and certainly we we see that with Brody Grundy. And I can't wait to sit down and watch the whole series. Mm. Show me the money too. But um, you know, I personally, I had a quite a tough moment at the end of my career um, when I was at the Sydney Thunder. You know, um, being told, disgraceful. Well, mm. that's not. It was disgraceful. No, thanks, Rock. I yeah, appreciate yeah, the support. But mm. um, look, it, it is tough when you do finally get told. Look, you, you're not. Um, you're not necessary, or you, you're surplus to needs for the next season, and you won't be. Uh, won't have your contract renewed. It's really tough to to hear, and and it's not what you you know you probably within yourself believe is the right call, but um, you have to take it on the chin. And um, certainly, I remember being told when I first moved across from the um, from the Melbourne Renegades. You know. Um, you know, we can't wait to have you up. You know, we're really keen to, to have you come to the Thunder and not just be, you know, a, a player just finishing their career. We want to see you become a, a Sydney Thunder uh, player and person for the for the rest of your life. And mm. um, that's no doubt what Brody Grundy thought was going to happen. And I thought that was the case um, for me. And I thought I was going to keep playing um, as long as I was playing well um, until the day I decided that I was going to um, finish up. But that wasn't the case for me. I, I was cut off a bit earlier than, than I thought I, I, I should have been or um, what I believe was right. But um, it, it's not always fairy tale stories. And um, I had a decision to make then that the club was clearly happy to see me go and, and play for someone else. And in the end, I decided to take um, a great opportunity with Triple M Cricket and, mm. and Channel 7 to commentate on the game. But... Um, you know, I was certainly really disappointed. It was a really tough period for me um, going through that and, and to make that decision um, to step away from the game. But, um, you know, you'd love it to all end up the way you want it, but it's not always the case. So when you when they say come up here and be a, a Sydney Thunder person for life, mm. you know, is that... And I'm not putting words in your mouth or Sydney Thunder's mm. uh, mouth, but it sort of seems like a little bit of a, you know, a bit of a carrot to get up here and you finally get up here. Oh, we've got him. We've used him for all his services. And now, you know, and, and just brush you a bit. Yeah, it, was, it was probably more the way it happened that disappointed me. You know, I was sort of, I was told that they didn't want to look at my contract until the end of the season, which, um, look, I understand that, but I, I just was really keen for some sort of indication so that I could make a decision one way or the other, whether to start looking at another club a mm-hmm. bit earlier <clears throat> before the end of the season or, um, you know, to to just get my plans in order and start looking at what I wanted to do, whether I wanted to keep playing or not. But, you know, to get the final decision, you know, basically a week and a half after or two weeks after the season had actually finished and a day before um, the deadline to start negotiating a contract, th- there was a, an embargo period starting the day after um, I was told um, wow. that I wasn't going to get a contract for the next year. So I wasn't able to 
negotiate a contract with another team for like another three, four months after that. So I had nowhere to go. Mm. Um, so it's not always how you, you want it to pan out. Things don't always um, go the way that you think they should. And you have to wear a few knocks in a professional athlete's career. There's no doubt about it. No doubt Rocky mm. would have seen a fair bit of that in his time as well. The thing with that as well, Ferg, you were playing genuinely pretty good cricket at the time. The Thunder weren't going that well. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you were the captain of the team at the time as well. And then... yeah. Tap yeah, on the shoulder and just no contract. And they've hung you out to dry, effectively, giving you no time to get a new contract. Yeah, it was a really tough situation to, to, to face. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd had a really good um, you know, three years, um, four years maybe, um, in those, um, those final years. And, and the team had actually played quite well um, while I was captain. Uh, win rate was really, really yeah. good. The percentage was really, really good. Played finals both years. Um, so that was where it probably blindsided me a bit. I thought I played really well to and well enough to earn another contract. I thought they were arming and arming, but I might have, um, with the way I'd played and the team was playing, convinced them to, to go again, but it wasn't the case. Um, I've said this before with regards to being dropped after a test. And yeah. I feel like I've had the rub of the green at times. I got a, a gig in the one-day Australian team Early. ahead of Brad Hodge, yeah. probably on the back of my age at that stage, and then you cop a few whacks um, in other areas. So... I'm happy with my uh, with my lot, but certainly um, it's not all beer and skittles, and, it, and it's certainly um, you know some there's some challenges that come your way um, in a professional athlete's career. Before we wrap this up, how's the relationship now with the the Sydney Thunder, Fergus? I'm oh, particularly strong with the players. Yep. Um, I was very fortunate. I had a great group of individuals. Uh, we had a great culture up there, and I've got no doubt it's still a great culture up there um, with the players that I know are in that dressing room. But it's certainly. Um, yeah, it was strained with the admin mm. um, for a period of time. And um, as you can understand, it, things have changed a lot in the last few years. Michael Kling is now up there with Cricket New South Wales. He's a good mate of mine. Um, so the doors do swing yep. um, and, and new people get into positions. But it was pretty strained there for a while to the point where I, I'd lost a bit of the zest for the club, um, which has probably come back a little bit. Yep. Um, you know, I've got a soft spot for all the teams that I played mm. for. For sure. No, I like that, mate. Fantastic insight. That wouldn't have been easy to talk about. So, well done. 10.45, Dead Set Legends.